Welcome to Wildly Empowered Women. I'm your host, Jessica Zalens. My vision is to empower women to unleash their genius and become financially independent. Think of this podcast as the equivalent of an espresso martini for your feminine. The sophisticated and delicious awakening your feminine power has been waiting for. I'm here to remind you of the wildly empowered woman you already are. Welcome back. Today I have the OG mama, the original, the best, my mum, Angela Clifford, (laughs) as the guest speaker. We are cozied up in her bed with a cuppa and today we wanted to talk about something that we are so passionate about and that just really has elevated, I want to say our mood lately, but actually we really do live by this. We probably just go through seasons where we focus on it more, but that thing is manifestation. And I have learned so much from my mum about manifestation and she has just shared with me so many amazing different speakers and meditations and tools and whatnot over the years. So I thought to start this off, it'd be good to hear about her story first. But I will just say as well, anything that we mention, I'll put in the show notes. So whenever we mention a meditation or a speaker or or whatnot, it will be in the show notes. So no need to quickly pause and, and jot it down. They'll all be there. But yeah, really excited to share this. So get your writing pads out because there's going to probably be a lot of really good quotes. And, and, you know, we've taken these from people that we love to listen to, but we want to share with you some of our biggest takeaways on manifestation and what really gets us excited, like literally waking up so excited to be achieving our goals and our dreams and our visions. Like if you want to wake up like that, if you want to wake up so expectant and excited for what it is that you really desire, then then you want to listen in. So yeah, first mum, can you share your story about one of the biggest things that, that you've manifested in your life, which was when you started working to support us girls? Yeah. So um, that was back in 1995. I had been an at-home mum for, at that point, um, by the time I I went back to work, I'd been at home for 10 years. In 1995, I read a book by Maxwell Maltz called Psycho-Cybernetics, and he was talking about visualising and the power of our imagination and It got me at the time we were living in an outer suburb of Melbourne in Victoria and things were pretty tight. My husband was a student and financially things had been tight for a while. And whilst I really loved my children and being an at-home mum, you had were about to start school or I think you were at preschool and I decided that I don't want to continue to live like like, life Mm. like this where everything is a struggle financially. So I read this book and then I just started believing that I would get skills and get a job and be able to um, contribute a good income to our household. Now, when I look back, at the time it felt slow, but it actually things happened quite quickly. So what happened was my husband came home and we talked about um, relocating the family from Melbourne, which we'd only been there for his studies, to Tamworth. And I decided right there and then that when we move to Tamworth, I'm going to get a job, I'm going to get a full-time job, and it's going to be a good job. So every time I would go out walking, which was a real lot, you know, I didn't have a car. So mm-hmm. if I went to the shops or to, to pick you girls up from school or anything like that, I would just imagine and like be visualising in my mind as I'm 
I'm walking along, I'm getting a job. I'm going to have a really good job. When we move, I'm, I'm going to have this great job. So then, like, after a period of time, I think it was like within six months, we relocated to Tamworth. And we had only been in Tamworth for about one week when I picked up a paper and I saw this ad in the paper and it was for a bank and they were looking for um, a sales a consultants. They called it sales consultants or um, I forget the exact wording. And I, I actually mentioned it to my husband. I said, oh, wow, look at this job. And I told him about it and he said, no, I'm not interested in that. And because <laughs> he had... <laughs> He, he was thinking that I was telling him about it for him. And he actually said to me, and I said to him, no, 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 I'm looking, I'm interested in applying for it. And he said, why don't you just go to Woolies and put your name down there or in Big W in those shops? If you get a job there, you'll be doing well. You know, that would be help a lot. And I thought, no, this is my job. This is, mm. I'm going to apply for this. And I had no skills, really. I had been out of the workforce for so long. Um, all I had was this belief that I was developing that I would get this job and it was going to be a good job. So I turned up for the interview and, of course, um, you know, I guess, I don't know, I was naive. I thought a country town, you know, not that many people there. When I got there at, for, at, for this interview, I think there were 30 people there, like you had to do a group wow. interview at first. Yeah, and as it turned out, I found out later on, I didn't know this at the time, but 120 people applied for it the, and there were five roles and 120 people had applied and I was like, when I found this out later, I thought, oh, well, you know, I better start looking for another job, you know, like I just lost confidence in myself in the natural. So I went, I, but on the day, like you had to do, um, um, and because my skills were more around people skills and not financial, and it was actually mm. quite amusing to me that I might even be considering working in a bank when I'm not mathematical at all, you know. But I, I um, <laughs> so I had to do like the written assignment, assessments and and um, a group in a group role-playing thing and or like seeing how I interacted as a part of a team and then I had to do two sales roles things and all of this was all totally new to me I'd never ever had to do this before anyway um that so I went home and after hearing about so many people applying sort of was a little bit in my heart hoping and believing that this is going to work out but in the natural listening to my husband and other people thinking oh I don't stand a chance a week later the company rang me the recruiters and they said to me Angela, we loved you and we want to send you a contract. Can you sign the contract as quickly as you can and get it back to us? I was like, yes. The Express, <laughs> the Express posted the contract to me. And because we, by this stage, I think by this whole process, because, like, I didn't get the interview the week that I applied. I think it was about, like, two, three weeks later. But by the time, by this stage, we'd moved into a house and a, a rent, we were renting a house and the girls, you and and, and your sister were just starting school. And I was concerned that I wanted to be able to continue to walk you to school um, because it was all new and this was a new town, new school, but I wanted to also be able to do a job. And I was thinking, how is this all going to work out? Like, how will this work, Lord? You know, I don't know what to do. And I thought, I just had a piece that just leave it. It will be all right. So anyway, I signed the contract and get it back to them and at that time it was really good money like it was it was like going in at a it was just a, a really good level of income and anyway I signed a contract and then about expressways to back to them and about a week or so later I get this phone call saying Angela there is no actual role for you yet in Tamworth but because you've signed a contract we're going to have to pay you until the role starts so for six weeks 
they paid me while I was at home settling you girls in to your into your school and I was able to every day walk you to school and go home and do whatever I liked during the day and here they are paying me because they had rushed me to sign a contract and they weren't the branch wasn't actually ready for new people yet they had to make the old people redundant and have some space and change a few operation like systems before they could bring the new people in so it's just like the best thing that that happened so at that time in the natural I didn't have anything going with for me, but I just believed. I believed mm. that it would work out. I believed that God would help me to and look after me. And I just, I just hung on to that even when it, in the natural life, I didn't listen to what other people were saying. Mm. I tried mm. not to let it, it was would have been easy to because I knew that I didn't have the skills. I knew I wasn't mathematical, and that was probably the biggest thing. I knew I wasn't a maths person, and I was thinking like, oh, and yet it all worked out paid really well worked out with you kids and and everything about it was just really good wow yeah and i think that like that really just highlights the power of setting an intention and not being attached to how it comes about like you just set the intention of i'm going to have a really awesome job when we move without getting into the details of oh but how am I going to get it oh but what what industry is it going to be in Tamworth's a small town there's not many opportunities there like you didn't get caught up with the detail of it you just set the intention and let it go yep which I love yeah 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 and I think that's so important as soon as we start to see if we're if we're believing for something as soon as we step in and try to work it out we're limiting what can happen because suddenly with like and particularly I say this like as a Christian for someone as someone who prays and believes that if you if I pray and believe something then I have to believe that God is going to do it and that I will be led what to do and where to go and 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 how it's going to happen but it's not up to me to make it happen Mm. yeah otherwise like what is the whole point of um, having having faith and believing something or speaking something mm. out there just if you think you can do it just go and do it but yeah. and you can you can do it but the whole thing is that if you if you allow I could not have made bought all of those things in my own natural strength I could not have made all of those things happen mm. so when when we let go and don't take ownership of it and just let things happen and be led by our spirit or like our, that gut feeling, that's when things can really go beyond our natural capabilities. Mm. Yeah. And one point that we wanted to make is about being expectant, which is what you were. Yeah. We don't wonder. There's so many good analogies on this, which yeah. I want to give. So when we plant a seed or we plant a plant, we're not surprised when it grows because we've watered it and tended to it and it starts to grow. We're not surprised and like, oh, wow, like the seed has actually sprouted. We expect it to because that is the law of of nature. And another example is, you know, this is a bit more modern day. Um, If you order something online, Mm. you don't worry whether it's going to come. You don't like you know, you actually start preparing for it. Like if you were ordering furniture online, you would prepare the room that the furniture is going to go in because you know it's coming. You've put in your order. And that's the same with whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever it is that you feel that higher power is. When you put in that order, you expect it to come. Don't, Don't then wonder, oh, I wonder if I'm going to get it. Like 
expect it. It's like if I went to, if I ordered a coffee at a coffee shop, I wouldn't be like, oh, I wonder if they're actually going to make a long black with milk. Like I wonder if that will come. I expect it to come. And on that, like on being expectant, it's also being specific with what you want. Like if I did go to a cafe and I just said, can I have a coffee? And I wasn't specific. Yeah. Then I can't really complain if they give me a latte and I want a long black with milk yes. because I wasn't specific enough. Yes. You know, you've got to be specific with what you want. And if you're not specific, don't whine and whinge when you don't get what you want because you didn't put your order in in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. But also like expectancy has actions. And whilst I wasn't actually looking for a job, I, was, mm. I put in an application, I applied for that job. And sometimes like expectancy has actions in the sense that like you, if you've ordered something online, um, like Terry, Terry Spell Foy uses that example, mm. uses an example of like she ordered furniture for her daughter. So they cleared out the bedroom because they're expecting new furniture to come. And that's exactly it. Like mm. if, if you are expecting and believing for something, if you're believing that you're going to fall pregnant, then obviously you need to be sowing seed. Yeah. It's, it's that simple, you know, yeah. like it's you're going to start to look at like work out like maternity leave and um, and and what, what you know, um, baby things and because mm. that's what that's what your vision has to be. And the really important thing is to be thinking on it. Mm. Like ex- like if you're expecting, you're thinking on it, you know it's going to happen. Yeah. It's act as if, you know, yeah, Yeah, like, and I agree with you. It's not just putting the order out there. It's also doing the actions and acting as if. It's like in my business, when I had my last, you know, big milestone in my business, my last rank advancement, a couple of people said to me, oh, I thought you were already like at that level. And I was like, yeah, because I've been acting it for, you know, for so long. I've been acting as if I am that level. I have been acting as if I had to be that level of leader. I was acting as if I was leading a team of hundreds of women when I had 20 women, you know, in my team. I was acting as if because to me it wasn't a question of, oh, if I get there, it was a question of when. Like I, I said it. I knew that I would because I wasn't giving myself any other choice. I just knew that I would. So you have to be, it's like be, do, have. You have to be that person, do everything from that place. Then you will have the results that you want to have. Yes, that's right. Like if you want a job in um, senior management, you have to be a leader right from the start. Like if you you might only be a teller now or um, like working in a lower level, but be the leader that you believe that you're going to be that and, and see yourself in that more senior position and act it now. You have to be ready now. You have to be prepared now. There's mm. no point in waiting until like, oh, when I get to that position, this is what I'm going to do. No, be it now. Yeah. Do you want to share a bit about that, about what happened? So you got the job in the bank, which was amazing, and they yeah. paid you for six weeks and then you started yeah. the job. What happened next? Um, in so, terms of your career. Yeah, in know. terms of my yeah. career, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just went from I, I continually was blessed. Every, everything that I, I had so many opportunities. So I started as a home loan consultant so when in banking that was already like so you start off as a teller or you start off as a customer service there's tellers customer service and then home loan consultant so I started like at a pretty good level um and then um the bank that I was working for franchised we had a really great franchiser come in who took over the branch in in Tamworth and you know that man had such an impact on my life because 
he was very much the same as us and was very much into believing and motivation and he was incredible to work for and so he inspired me but but because he also could see that in me that I appreciated it so much obviously like I was getting good results I was and that he he encouraged me then the bank decided to change the system again and they weren't going to be franchised anymore and they got bought out by the Commonwealth Bank. And then what happened was I got another promotion. So they offered me another opportunity to and more money to go into financial planning. And I'm sitting there thinking, wow, for someone who doesn't know anything really much about banking and maths and things like that, I'm getting all these amazing Mm. opportunities. So I ended up doing that and um, I was in uh, like personal finance for four years in the, on uh, the personal side of financial planning. And then I was given an opportunity to go into the business side. And I remember very early on in my role as a new business financial planner, one of the young um, business bankers asking me a question and I made a comment to him that at the time, um, it could have sounded arrogant, but I just had such a confidence and I said something to him about like, well, you know, the people who were really successful and I acted like I was really successful and I and I forget what I exactly what I said to him, but I remember at the time like the seeing the look on his face, he was a bit shocked and I thought, yeah, I guess he could come across as arrogant, but it, it was more, it wasn't arrogance, it was just a true belief that, hey, I'm going to succeed at this and nothing can stop me. Mm. Twelve months later I ranked number one in Australia because I made such an incredibly large sale. So I that that then gave me the opportunity to move into a business development manager role. And from there, like it's like um I each time I I remember before I became a business development manager, I was driving along one day and I had just met with a business development manager that had come to regional New South Wales to visit the country branches and I remember talking to her and giving her all these books to help her in her role. And when she left, I was driving home and I thought, I should be a business development manager. I have more skills than what she is. It's just only that I live in the country. And I thought, hey, that should not stop me from being in that role. Mm -hmm. And within six months, I was in that role. So I believed it. I spoke it out. And then I just, at the time, I didn't know how it was going to happen. And, in fact, I even I, I even spoke to my husband about, like, would he be interested in relocating to Sydney because I knew that that's what I should be. Mm. I knew I should be in a role like that. But I didn't have to relocate. And isn't it funny because that is a role that actually is very much relationships and customer service yes. and, like, face-to-face, you know, especially in the yeah. country, it is all yeah. about relationships, which yeah. is such a genius zone of yours so you actually ended up in a job that is just so suited to your personality and you're so good at sales as well like it was so suited to you you were just like I'm going to be this I'm not attached to how it happens I'm not attached to when I just know it's going to happen yeah yeah yeah. and then even after that like in that role I did that role for a couple of years and then I just got really tired and burnt out I was traveling so much and you know sometimes we can um, self-sabotage and I went through Mm. a period where I did self-sabotage and I remember um, like about six months later after being in this period of self-sabotaging where things were just going wrong and I was really upset at myself and what had happened to my life, like having having achieved so much and then being in a situation where like I was so unhappy. And I, I relocated, um, we relocated for two years to Canberra and my husband got an, ama- an amazing job in Canberra. But I remember going, when we were in Canberra just saying, Lord, I've really screwed up, but 
you've given me really amazing opportunities in the past. I'm asking you to just help me again to get on top of this and to help me get my thinking right. Within one week, I had a contract in the government, in, in a government role, like a, a contract role in public service. And I remember at the time my sister being a little bit cheesed off with me because she was in the public service and I came in at, at a quite a high level and she was like no one gets into the public service that quick and it was so amazing and then I was in the public service doing this role uh, this contract was supposed to go for three months and I was at two months and they offered me permanency and I was sort of thinking like oh can I stay here permanently they're not very motivated this is a great role I'm getting paid good money but I feel like it's not really me and I went for a role a more senior role again in a bank and I spoke to this bank and I said I would really need things to happen quickly, though, because I've been offered permanency here. If you guys are serious about this role and you think that I'm a serious contender for me, then you need to, uh, I'm a serious contender for your role, for your for your group for, to fill this role. You need to make things happen quickly. They made things happen very quickly and I got even a more senior role again. So despite me having been through a period of self-sabotaging, I was able to get back on track and, mm. and allow things it keep my mind, and this is this is a thing at times. And like you started, and um, it was so good how you started this at the beginning, saying that we go through times where we can be so focused and we're manifesting amazing things in our lives, and then it's like we drop off because mm. things are going so well that we forget. Mm. And it's like you know we allow the weeds to grow. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, and when we need to just be focused, be mm. never never stop being all that you can be because you can yeah. always be more and it's not yeah. a driving it's not a drivenness but it's more a wow this is so good I just want to get a full the fullness of life mm. I just want to suck all the juice out of it you know because mm. like that's that's who we should be like so that we inspire other people so that we can bless other people so that we can be be givers and, yeah. and help other people yeah and I love all of that I also think if like a lot of people set goals and then they diminish them, you know, like they'll set a big goal and then they'll self-doubt will creep in or they'll share it with someone and someone will be maybe not that supportive of that goal or, you know, don't squash your dreams to fit someone else's lack of belief. Like yes. think big and it, it, it can be done, you know, and, and whatever we can create in our mind, we can create in reality and I yeah. think you know speaking from both a Christian point of view to do with God but also the universe or whatever yeah. it is that you yep. believe in yep they want you to achieve your goal like why would God the universe creator whatever you believe in why would they not want you to live your best life while you were here on earth like yeah so if you're thinking like oh I'm thinking too big or maybe I'm greedy or is it um am I being you know like Am I doing something wrong by thinking that I should have this or, you know, I should be so grateful for my life now. Why should I want for more? You can be grateful for your life and that will actually attract more. Yes. You know, like yes. it's not about diminishing yeah. out of, you know, feeling guilt or feeling like you shouldn't want for more. It's actually about how can you expand that because whoever, like the universe, God, the creator is wanting that for you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, for those that haven't read it, the book The Magic, which is by Rhonda Byrne, and Rhonda Byrne wrote The Secret, which is a, you know, New York 
bestseller. It's a very, very well-known book. The Magic is a gratitude practice and it's um, a 28-day practice and she draws on many different literature on the power of gratitude and the power of giving thanks for every different part of your life and helping that to grow and prosper. So it's 28 days of gratitude practices and they focus on all different things from money to health, relationships, you know, all different areas of life. And in the beginning, I like in the first couple of chapters, she sort of explains how all different religions, all different ancient scripts, all different cultures around the world gave thanks and gave gratitude Mm -hmm. and what you sow you reap right and if you don't give gratitude then you're just taking you're not giving and one you know really big part of what she draws on is this scripture of whoever has will be given more and he will have abundance whoever does not have even what he has will be taken from him so what that sounds like is the rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. <laughs> but it's actually what it's saying is whoever has gratitude will be given more to be grateful for and he will have abundance. Whoever does not have gratitude, even what he has will be taken from him. So there's just so much to be taken from that and this book, highly recommend the read, on being grateful for the life that you have, it doesn't mean that you're not grateful just because you want bigger, better, bolder things in your life. You can be grateful and the ironic thing is that will actually bring that about. Yeah. yeah. Quicker yeah. and and probably with more ease. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually too comes back to what you are saying earlier about expectancy. Like mm. um, he who has more will be given. If you have and you're expecting more, if you're expecting bigger things, you'll receive that. But if you're, um, but he who is who who has little, he shall lose whatever he has. That's because he's expecting bad things. He's expecting difficulties. He's expecting things to mm. be hard. So so you manifest exactly what you expect if you're thinking if you're listening to the news all the time and the economy around you then you're all the time you're going to be hearing negative things and hearing how hard it is and so that's that mindset is going to become and rob you yep and that is exactly the the case for negative things and if you're thinking every day oh i still haven't made a sale in my business or mm-hmm. i still haven't found my partner or nothing ever works out for me or I'm still feeling sick. I still don't feel great. Well, that's what you're going to attract more of in your life. Like you're putting that out to the universe that you want more of that. Same with like, I hate my job or this person's annoying me or, you know, I hate my partner. Like you will attract more of that. So it's so, it's so important to be conscious of your thoughts negatively as well as positively. Like if you have negative thoughts, don't hang out with them. (laughs) Start to listen yeah. to Abraham Hicks or, you know, people that that actually share really positive, beautiful messages of manifestation and how to bring about, you know, like positive energy into your life. Don't hang out with your negative thoughts. Like just say to them, you're not welcome here. And instead hang out with YouTube podcasts, like wherever you can get the, the types of thoughts that you want to cultivate. Because if you don't have them first, don't rely on yourself 
rely on the experts who have already done it. You know, Joe Dispenza, who we both love. There's so many people you could listen to instead of listening to yourself because we've all been in that funk. And like you said, Mum, you know, I was in that funk. I, I... there were certainly some weeds growing the last couple of weeks for me and I feel like I've just started to garden and weed my garden now from getting back purely getting back in the practice of getting up at 6am reading the magic writing out my gratitudes journaling doing the things that I know set my energy up for the day and I genuinely get Mm. up at 6am excited yeah yeah and I think sometimes too like and that made me think about like when you're saying about like not not thinking on those negative things you know we, we both have been enjoying so much um Erna Sherlock Holmes mm. who has this speaks the uh, this um audio book called Creative Mind and it's so good it's so classic and he talks about like don't even think on those things and I remember for years I used to say like you just delete the file and then mm. like later on I heard about Joe Dispenza and he says you know like thoughts that fire together wire together if you're if you're thinking a certain way then that grows you're building those pathways but it's that whole thing of like not delete the file and so I imagine myself my mind I delete that file I'm not going to think that way I'm not going that way I'm not going to let you speak that into my life I'm not going to allow myself and sometimes it can be harder and you might even have to tell yourself like 10 times no no shut up Angela like you know, talk to your talk to yourself and like stop that stop that thinking in its tracks. Yeah, you become what you yeah. behold. Yeah, and what yeah. you see in front yeah. of your mind and what you hear. Like, yeah. which is why vision boards and vision books and whatnot yes. are really important too. And and visualizing yes. yourself and acting as if. Yes. So yes. that you're not allowing creeping allowing those thoughts to creep in as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So something, there's a couple of, you know, because I have been listening, especially lately to a lot more manifestation, you know, tools, I guess. There are two things that come up all the time in all of them. And like, you know, I've probably been listening to things for 10 years about manifestations yeah. and goals. And these two things come up so often. One is the power of now. And that's obviously yes. a book um, yeah. as well. But, you know, all of these teachings around manifestation it's not like oh yes one day that's going to happen and it's going to feel really good it's like how does it feel right now yes feel it sense it know it how does it feel if you want to be a ceo or a olympian or whatever it is that you want to be a mum even you know i was doing this you know like um and i'll do a podcast on this i've had three very i'm in the middle of my third full-on maternity journeys you know like so I had to act as if I I acted as if I was pregnant when I wasn't pregnant to call that in and so yeah one of those things I'll get to the second once we've discussed this one is now like how can you feel it how can you already feel that it is happening in this moment that you have got what you want to have, whatever that is. And for me, when I feel it, like when I wake up every morning so excited for the goals that I'm, um, you know, working towards right now, it feels like butterflies in my stomach. It feels so exciting. It feels like I've woken up on Christmas as a little kid. Like that's how excited I get because I'm living as if it's already come about. It is already here and I'm so excited. I have no idea how it's going to come about and I don't care because I know it's happening and I'm so excited for what is happening 
Yeah. Like it's already being created, right? So it's like yeah. that power of now and not thinking about being attached to the future or the date or when it's yeah. going to come about. Just be excited that it's happening and it's being created right yes. now. Yes, yes. That yeah. you already have it. Yeah. 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 That you are it. Yeah. So that that's the first thing is the power of now. The second one is, and, and this comes up quite a lot, is the path of least resistance so abraham hicks talks about the path of least resistance being your path of your greatest clarity and your path of your greatest joy and pleasure and i really feel if you are focusing on all the things that could go wrong or all the doubt worry fear like anything that you could think about your goal like oh what if it doesn't happen What if the worst case scenario happens? All of that, that is your path of most resistance. Your path of least resistance is when you are in your joy, you're loving it, you're so, you're happy, you're excited, you're ecstatic. That's your path of your least resistance. And then the meditation that we listen to often, which I'll drop in the show notes, he also says the path of um, least resistance is, you know, the path that feels good when you're not thinking about negative, but when you're focusing on it already has happened. That's your path of least resistance. So it comes up a lot about like being in the now and also, you know, cultivating those positive thoughts because that is actually the easiest path. If you're letting in those negative thoughts, you're actually, it's like you're physically putting a boulder on the path that you're walking on. You're putting an obstacle there that wasn't there. Yeah. Like why why do that? Why just like not put the boulder there yeah. or not put the creek there that yeah. you have to try and leap over or not not yeah. put an obstacle there just stay on the path of least resistance which yeah. is feeling and knowing and trusting and having faith that it is already happening yep yep yeah yep i think like that just for me reminds me of that scripture that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things unseen too Mm. often we want it to be seen and then we're going to believe it but you have to believe it when you don't see it you have to believe it when there's no evidence you have to be assured you have to assure yourself you have to tell yourself in your head in your mind all the time i am certain this is happening i know this is happening i believe Mm. this is happening not because you see it and too often because we're so used to living in our five senses, we're so used to living and mm. believing that everything that we see around us is like that's the way it is. No, these things that are around us happen because someone believed, someone imagined, someone had faith that they could do that. The Apple iPhone was someone's started from a germ, a little germ mm. in someone's imagination that mm. Steve Jobs had this thing, like imagine if we could have a phone that did this and did this, and he pondered it and thought about it until it grew, until then he took steps to make that happen. It didn't fall out of the sky. Isn't it so ridiculous? Because yeah. we can't see the internet and we're yeah. using it right exactly. now. Exactly, exactly. We can't see money in our bank yeah. account. You can't yeah. actually tangibly touch that. It yeah. probably doesn't even exist, right? Yeah. Like it's just a number yeah. in a bank account, but yeah. we believe that to be true. Yes. There are so many things we cannot see, but we take as fact. Yeah. But then when we talk about manifestation and goals, it's like, oh, well, I can't see it, so it mustn't be happening in the background. Yes. How is that any different to Wi-Fi or how a phone works or yeah. how all these like crazy technological advancements that we trust so implicitly yes how is it different to that yeah 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 and that's what we need to we need to become so confident in that we need to know that just because i do not see it right now it is on the way Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, we never question the fact that a pregnancy is nine months. No yes. one ever complains. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm only six months pregnant and the baby hasn't been born. I'm so annoyed. It's like, well, no one does that because yeah. they know and trust that after nine months the baby will come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we don't get annoyed yeah. at the time frame. So yeah. just accept that it takes as long as it takes. It might don't. I was saying this to my team the other night. I was like, why would you put a date on it? Because it could come sooner. Yes, exactly. If I say I want to get to this goal by this date, then I am actually placing the condition on that goal that it can't happen until that date or after that date. But what if it happened tomorrow? Yeah. What if it happened next week? Like, yeah, yeah, I, I have always placed dates on things until probably about a year ago when, when I think you actually were talking to me or I heard something. We definitely had a conversation about conditions and not yes. placing conditions on yeah. things because you don't need to be a certain mm-hmm. level. You don't need to be a certain type of person. You don't need to come from a certain background or live a certain place or be a certain age or anything. No. Don't place a condition on what it is that you want to achieve. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Be open. Be expected. Mm. Expect it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you finished school in was it year nine ten year ten so imagine if you were like oh well I can't get the job because I didn't graduate in year 12 yeah exactly you would have put a condition on what you feel the condition should have been and even some of those jobs that I applied for like later on in my career they wanted people who like would even state in the ad must have degree I don't have a degree Mm -hmm. and yet I got the job you know, and they chose, they they willingly gave me the job knowing that I did not have a degree, but I had experience, I had confidence, and I had certainty that I could that I could do that role. Mm. I knew that I was favoured by God. That's the whole thing. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you can do it. Love that. That's the key. Hope those listening are writing down notes. <laughs> that was so gold. And a line that I love from the meditation in the show notes that I'll drop is all things are given in the moment that you ask and accept. So don't ask for it and then worry or wait or have doubt or fear or wonder if it's going to happen. All things are given in the moment that you ask and accept. Yes. And accept. that you know it is coming, you believe and have faith that it's coming. And, you know, speaking of goals, we were talking earlier about the study that was done Mm. decades ago of all the people that set goals. And and what this university did is they went and spoke to a whole bunch of people about their goal setting. And there was a certain percentage that didn't even have goals, right? And then there was a certain percentage that wrote down their goals a certain percentage that wrote down their goals and shared it with people. And then there was 1% of people who wrote down their goals, shared it and actually reviewed it regularly. So like wrote down their goals, had it somewhere, knew what their goals were were, and like reviewed how they were going towards that goal. Those 1% of people were millionaires. Yeah. And, and you can look this up. It's, um, I, I might just find a link and pop it in the show notes as well. You can look this up. That is how important it is to be specific and know exactly what it is you want 
and, you know, yes, go back and review it, but also believe that it is happening. If you don't even have a goal in the first place, it's like me going again with the, the coffee analogy. It would be like me walking into a cafe and being disheartened that they haven't given me a coffee when I haven't even ordered it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't write it down and actually get specific with what you want, don't get pissed off that it doesn't come falling from the sky into your lap because you yeah. haven't even asked for it. Yeah. 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 This actually often yeah. happens in relationships. Like women expect men to read their minds or men expect women or, or mm. women expect women, mm. whatever, mm. to read their minds and know what they want. And it's like you need to know what you want first and then you need to voice it in order for you to get what you want, whatever that is in life. Mm. Yeah. So another, a few other things to do with, you know, we've spoken about morning rituals, which really work so well, um, yeah. or you could do evening rituals. The 1% of people that are millionaires and super successful really know where they're going and what their path is. And if you want to know the five things that they do, that all of these successful people do, take a pen and paper because these are really valuable. So the first one was that they all wake up three hours before work. So yep. if you start at nine, you would wake mm-hmm. up at six. Mm-hmm. They listen to audio. So they might listen to podcasts or YouTube or things that obviously, you know, like inspire help them to them. inspire them, like help yep. them to learn, grow, yep. et cetera. Yep. Um, they read 30 minutes or more per day. Yep. They exercised four times per week. Mm-hmm. And they understood and believed this to be true, that good habits create opportunity. Yes. That was a statement that the millionaires believed, but as we as they went down the line with the people that weren't setting goals, the less and less people believed yeah. it. Yeah. That yeah. good habits create opportunity. And yeah. the thing is with opportunity that it's a never-ending string of opportunity. If one thing doesn't work out, another thing will present itself. You don't need to get attached to if you want to have a $50,000 a month, don't be attached to it happening in a certain way with certain things, mm. you know, we mm. can get so, and, you know, I'm a red type personality. I can get pretty strategic with numbers and be like, right, okay, if I do this, 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 and this, and this, it'll all add up to this number. Yeah. But you actually have to like melt away from all of that strategy and be like, look, if I'm putting in the action and if yeah. I can hand on heart say yes. I'm doing the things that I need to do in order to, move towards that goal, then the rest is up to the universe, to God, to whatever you believe, to make that happen. And if you're too in your masculine and in your, like, strategic, logical brain about it, then you're actually going to repel it. Yes. You'll actually repel it and you're not allowing yourself to be open to other ways that that could come about. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And so then you limit the supernatural because mm. you're acting in a natural and you how can anything supernatural happen in your life when you're just trying to do it yourself in your yeah. own strength yeah is there anything that i haven't asked about manifestation that you feel would yes be? i feel like we've sort of skirted around but we've touched on some really good things but i feel like the one thing that we've we haven't touched on yet which is to me the key to everything is your mouth mm. shut up <laughs> If you can't say the right things, don't say anything. 
Yeah. You must keep your tongue in line with what you're believing mm. for. And it is so easy to not do that and call it in. I um, I was talking to Jess this morning and I was saying last night I had this vision of when we used to live in Tamworth, we lived out of town and we're on acres. And sometimes we had we had this border calling Molly. And Molly was had lots of energy and, and you know, we'd um, let her off the lead at the, and she would go running around the garden and around the acres and she'd run off and then I'd, and you know, we'd just leave her be for a while and then I'd go outside and I'd call, Molly! And she'd come and sometimes you could see her and, or, or you'd just like you wouldn't see anything. Then all of a sudden you'd see this black flash coming through the paddocks, you know, <laughs> and like she was coming to me. But too often what we do is we stand there at the door, we go to the door and we say, Oh, Molly's not here. Molly hasn't come. Oh, no. And we're speaking negative things. Stop and think, what am I saying? And and I'm talking about like not just in your quiet time, not just in that time when you're meditating, but when you go and meet your friends down at the shops and you're having a a cup of coffee and you're not thinking about what you're saying, what are you saying is it in line with your vision and this is where you can get hung by your tongue you can hang yourself because you're saying what the world expects you to say you're saying what you've listened to what has over the 20 years or 30 years or 50 years or whatever you've conditioned yourself to just accepting when you're changing your ways and becoming more focused and being intentional you need to to just Stop talking natural. Mm. You need to go stop and think about like, hey, what was the original technology used by God? He spoke the world into being. Let there be light. Let there be this. Let there be that. And one of the most crucial things that Jesus said to the disciples was he said to them, he, he was walking along, he curses a fig tree and says, that fig tree will never have fruit again. Then the next day they, they go away, they stay overnight somewhere, and the next day they come back, they're walking past the fig tree and Peter says to him, oh, my goodness, look what happened, the fig tree has cursed and died. And Jesus turns to them and he says, have faith in God when you speak to a mountain and believe that it will be cast into the sea and Whosoever speaks to that mountain and believes that it is cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that he will receive what he says. And and then he goes on to say, and therefore I tell you that when you pray, believe that you have received and it shall be done for you. You have to believe when you say it. It doesn't say you have to believe when you've paid for it. It doesn't say you have to believe when you've got the money. It says you have to believe when you speak it. The one who says to the mountain, what's the mountain in your life? Maybe it's that you're not having sales. Maybe it's that you're in an unhappy relationship. Maybe that it's that there's sickness in your body. You speak to it, you cast it out, and you call in the thing that you want. Molly, come home. Well, that's I wanted Molly to come home. And she knew Molly would respond because she's going to get fed. We have to believe that the, that the universe hears the things that we say. We know that happens. We know that with this world we live in, you might think that this is a bit like new agey or supernatural sort of um, woohoo. Your, our worlds are the result of our, of our words. 
and too easily we start off on the right path like yes i'm going to i'm going to manifest this i'm going to believe this i'm going to have a quiet time and we do and we do well when we're in our room by ourselves but it's when you're out there in the world every day talking to people what are you saying mm. that's that's to me the most important thing we need to for maybe or maybe this is just for me that I believe that there are other people like me I hear it all the time I hear people saying and believing that they're going to do this and this and this and then they say when they're out talking to other people and I know I've done this myself saying things that are the wrong thing to yeah. say yeah I completely agree and you know like I've mentored women for nine years now yeah and we do things like we might do a sprint, a 90-day game plan, we call it, mm-hmm. and at the beginning everyone is really excited and they say their goals and, you know, this is why I did a post a while ago saying your words mean nothing yep. if your actions don't follow. Yep. You've got to keep saying that word yep. on day 89. Yes. You've got to keep saying it even when the energy that you first set that goal in has completely waned and the self-doubt has creeped in yep. and you don't know if you're going to make it and, yep. you know, your your neighbor's cousin's dog has said they don't yep. believe in you. Like yep. you keep speaking the word and you yep. live it and you act it and you be it instead yep. of, yeah, like creating this energy when you start and then it letting it wane and saying a different thing because you're worried that someone else won't believe it, that you're capable of the goal. Who cares? They're not yeah. the one that's going to help you get to the goal anyway. Like yeah. who really cares yeah. what someone else thinks? Like we yeah. so easily shrink ourselves yes. to in order to get the, the um, approval yeah. of other people. Yeah. Yep. That's what it really is. It's yeah. like, oh, but if I shared how big my goal was, like they'll think I'm crazy or they won't approve of me or they'll think yep. I've got my head buried in the sand. Then don't share it with them. They're not the person yeah. to share it with. Yeah. Say it out loud to yourself and the people that will yeah. support you yep. and you are the environment. The, your environment creates who you are. You're the sum of the five people you hang around. So if you're hanging around people that don't even support the goals that are the biggest goals that you have in your life and your vision, Get a new circle. That sounds like a horrible circle to be around. Like you get to choose in this life, like you have created the life that you have, including the friends, the family, the everything that you hang around. And sometimes Mm. I'm not saying it's easy, but sometimes you've got to just like keep people at arm's length who just don't contribute positively to your life. Yeah. Yeah. And people do change over the time. Like people change. And if, you know, if you're not, necessarily resonating with someone that you were maybe once close with 10 years ago there's nothing wrong with distancing yourself a little bit and maybe absolutely becoming closer to people who will support you in where you want to be yeah absolutely Mm. yeah is there anything else I haven't asked um no so I think in summing it up I think that it's really important like to believe and and have your expectation and your belief not based on what you see but based on like what you have put out there what you have believed for but don't give up don't mm. don't give up don't keep speaking it like you said keep you know if 89 days have passed but believe like believe that it's you know going to happen quickly and you know um so often we think Oh, um, I was listening to someone recently and they were talking about like with the Israelites, you know, they went, whatever, they, here they are, they leave Egypt, they go out and they have to cross the Red Sea. Like it doesn't look good for them. They, it looks like they're going to be trapped. Like, like how, how can they get taken, leave Egypt 
I mean, God's taken them out of Egypt. They're walking through the desert and then they come to this swollen sea. Yeah, um, but the sea opens up. Then they're in the desert walking around. Whatever they're walking around in circles, there's no, um, they're not achieving anything, but they also don't have any problems. There's no issues for them to overcome. As soon as they decide to go into the promised land, again, they come to another swollen sea. Then they finally, they get over, they walk across, God opens the water up, they walk across the water, they come across to the other side, and there's Jericho with the biggest walls all around it that they've ever seen, this walled city. You know what? You have to be a warrior. You have to be a fighter. You know what? Your body is not going to be healed necessarily the next day. Praise God if it is, but it may not be so. But hang in there, believe, and know that, hey, you know what? Harvesting is hard work. Mm. We want the harvest without the work. Exactly, yeah. And a seed, you you water a seed into a plant. Exactly. You A gestation fertilize. period yeah. is nine months for a baby. It's like, yeah. what is it for an elephant? <laughs> That's yeah, like the two longest years. two years. Yeah, yeah. Like no one questions yeah. that. An elephant doesn't get pissed off that they don't have their goal of a baby in two days they yeah. just accept that it's two years so yeah. yeah some things will take time and that's okay as well it's like not being attached to any time frame or yeah with an outcome yeah yeah um I think just to your point of because I love that what you've said about speaking you know using your voice and actually speaking it mum and I have I, I have the absolute pleasure and <laughs> the convenience of mum living with us and in the morning when she comes downstairs I often say to her hey billionaire you're looking good today you know and like yeah. she's not yeah. a billionaire yet but no. she will be and that's because we are speaking it to each other and we off we talk yeah. about it we you know while we're making breakfast or coffee in the morning like we're talking about how excited we are for our goals and as if that's it's right. already here and yeah. so if you can have an accountability buddy on this or yeah. partner or you know friends that you can have these conversations with you just like really um bounce off each other's energy and it's so contagious yes. whenever we talk about this yes. it's so contagious yes that's yeah. right makes a really big difference so the last question i wanted to end on which i ask everyone on the podcast is what advice would you give to your 21 year old self not to allow other people to put me in a box, not to allow other people to put you in a box. You know, you have to, if you've, if you've got a dream and it might seem so ridiculous and too big and too bold and how are you ever going to achieve it, don't try and work it out. Mm. Don't limit yourself. Don't limit what you're believing. You, you are so individual. You have different fingerprints to everyone else. Your voice is different to everyone else. The plan for your life is different to everyone else. Don't limit how great you can be. Mm. And and don't don't limit yourself. Don't try to please other people and reduce who you are so that you have their approval. Be bold enough and be brave enough to be all that you can be. That is so beautiful. Thank you. That just reminded me of the statement that I heard the other day of stop limiting things. Things are as big as we make them. Mm. Yeah. Like don't limit it to be, oh, but I only went to high school till year 10 or I came from this town or I came from this family or. I'm on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, Yeah. or like my my family's never had money, so why would we now? Or, you know, we come from this, that, or whatever. All the conditions we place in ourselves, stop limiting things. Things are as big as we make them. Yep. Make them bigger if you want. Create them to be whatever you want them to be. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Mama Ange, the OG. (laughs) (laughs) If you have learnt anything from this podcast, if you've had any amount of value, any quote that has like really spoken out to you, please screenshot, share it to your stories, tag me at Jessica Zalems on Instagram um, or on Facebook and would really appreciate a review or anything to share the word of this podcast and get it out there because I, I really feel this conversation could touch and inspire a lot of women. So thank you for listening and we will catch you in the next episode. <laughs>